So let's review. We learned in the previous Mishnah that one of the Tanaik Suba Vekoin is Im If you will be taken captive, I will redeem you and return you to your father's house. Our daf begins with a machlekes. Amar Baya, Amon lekoin gadol chayiv levdaisa. If a kohen gadol married an almana and she was taken captive, he must redeem her. Although a kohen gadol is forbidden to marry an almana, she is nevertheless entitled to a ksuba, and the clause of rekinach vadrinach lemdinasich applies. However, mamzeres in the sinu liyisrael inachayiv levdaisa. If one marries a psul and she was taken captive. He does not have to redeem her because the clause I will redeem you and maintain you as my wife does not apply because she's also to him. Rava says even because The kind must redeem her only where she became also now because of the captivity but the marriage was otherwise mutter. However, he does not have to redeem her where the marriage was usher anyway. The Gemara proceeds to present another case where there is a machlekes whether a husband must redeem his wife. If a Yisrael made a neder that his wife may not have any benefit from him, and she was then taken captive, Rabbi says, He must redeem her. Rabbi Shua says, He does not have to redeem her. The Gemara explains, Rabbi Yezah follows the Tanai in the Ksuba where the husband committed to redeem his wife. Rabbi Shua follows the nether of the husband that his wife may not benefit from him. And therefore, since he may not bring her back home, he does not have to redeem her at all. The Gemara explains, According to Abaya, this Machlikis is only by a Yisrael. However, by a Koyin, everybody will agree that he must ransom her because the Ksuba says that he will return her to her father's house. And this can be fulfilled. According to Rava, this machlekes is also by a kain, because even if Azlabasa Meikara, when she was taken captive, at that point there is another iser because of the nether. And Rava holds kol she iser shviy goyim lo chayv leftoisa, esad davacha goyim lo ena chayv leftoisa. The Gemara continues with several related halachas. Nishpes b'chayy baila va'achkach mezbala. If a wife was taken captive and then her husband died. The Yershim do not have to redeem her. Because they cannot fulfill his commitment to redeem her and bring her back to be his wife. If the captives were demanding a payment that was ten times her worth, there's a machlekes. The Tanakhama says, The first time this happens, he must redeem her. If it happens again, it's his choice whether to redeem her or not. It is always us to redeem a captive for more than they're worth, so that kidnappers don't take advantage of this. The Gemara adds that Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel is even more lenient in that he says, If the ransom is the same or less than the wife's ksuba, then the husband must redeem her. However, if the ransom is more than the wife's ksuba, the husband does not have to redeem her. The Mishnah taught, If a person's wife becomes sick, he is obligated to pay to heal her. The Gemara presents the din when the husband died. The Tanakhama says, Just as the Yerushim must pay for her mezainus, which she needs to live, 
they must also pay for her healing, which she also needs to live. Shimon Leon says, If there's a set amount needed to heal, she must pay for it from her ksuba. If the healing is ongoing, it's like mezaynas that are ongoing, and the Yersha must pay for it. The Gemara proceeds to the next Mishnah. This Mishnah continues with various Tanoi Ksuba that were not written into the Ksuba. Zak the Mishnah, like Kasav La, if the husband did not write one of the following three things into the Ksuba, if his wife dies before him, when he subsequently dies, the sons of each wife will inherit their mother's ksuba, and it will not be equally divided among all his children. This stipulation is enforced because it is an obligation imposed by the Chacham upon all. Her daughters from him receive support from his estate until they get married. If he dies, she will be supported by his estate and continue to live in his house as long as she remains a widow. All of the above takes effect even if he did not write it specifically. The Mishnah concludes. Anche Yerushalayim Anche Galil wrote this stipulation aside above, that it is her, her choice. As long as she does not get married or does not demand her ksuba, she's entitled to support from her husband's estate. She has the option to stay and be supported. Anche Yehuda Yikaisvin, Anche Yerzah Yerushan Litin Loch Ksuba Saich. Anche Yehuda wrote this stipulation as being their choice. As long as the Yerushim do not give her the ksuba, she's entitled to support from her husband's estate. They have the option to give her the ksuba and are then no longer obligated to support her. The Gemara explains ksubas ben Why if a man's wives die before him, when he then dies, the sons of each wife inherit their mother's ksuba and it's not divided equally among all his children. In order to encourage fathers to provide their daughters with a large dowry, so that men will be interested in marrying them. And if all the children, even those that are not his grandchildren, will inherit these possessions, a father will refrain from giving his daughter a large dowry. The Gemara explains, A person should give up to one-tenth of his property for his daughter's dowry.